0: Jerry, Poucher, good morning. Yay, vision. <laughs> I vision.
1: Have, Did you I have, have a vision?
0: I have vision of this this uh, conversation taking place. Yes, and it is taking place now.
1: Was it a clear vision or was it a foggy vision?
0: Well, I'll jump right into that. The uh, I used to think that. And, and I'm only four days into this, so when I say used to, I'm talking about four days in the past um, that it was you know the key to vision was clarity. And um, now I'm, I'm, my point of views changing, which I'm going to give you a quick little rant here to launch us is um, I'm realizing I have three visions. Uh, I have three types of visions for Jerry. The first vision—they're all three crystal clear. Um, the first vision is uh, a vision that I have, and I'm using your definition. I should back up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. I'm using, I'm using your definition of, "Hey Paul, what do you? What's your knee-jerk vision?" And you said it's a clear, something you can see in the future that you currently don't have. Mm-hmm. So something that you can see in the future with clarity that you currently don't have. And so in my unpacking this over the last four days, one vision I have for myself, um, I'm pursuing without any accountability. I'm just uh, a good example would be uh, training for a marathon. I've got a vision that I'm going to run the marathon on May 7th this year or whatever it is. And I don't need any, uh, I've got enough self accountability, self discipline to pursue that vision. And it's completely optically clear vision that I want it. The second type of vision that I'll share with you is, uh, in regards to increasing, slightly increasing with intentionality, alluring glasses revenue. And so, um, it's a very clear vision of how much we want to increase our revenue intentionally and over what period of time. However, I need Mark, Mark, and Chris's who are three of my leaders. I need their daily accountability to pursue that vision. Um, you you could disagree with this. I'm just giving you my point of view Mm -hmm. is that the set, excuse me, the second type of vision that I have requires me to submit to others' accountability. Then the third vision I have that's crystal clear um, are things in my life that are crystal clear. I don't have the self-discipline to go after those, and others holding me accountable um, doesn't work either. So, just very quickly, those are for me personally, uh, which is where I'd like to start. The, well, I've already started the conversation, Paul. Mm-hmm. For, for, you, for you personally, um, what does vision look like? Not for your staff, not for your family, um, not for your company, but for you personally, uh, what does vision look like?
1: Well, I think what you're s I would agree with what you're saying, what you've said so far, and in its in its most straightforward simple form. Uh, the answer I gave you off the cuff the other day I would still say is accurate. So it's a vision is something that's in the future that you don't see. I think the difference between um you could also call vision a strategic objective. If you read if you okay. read the emith book, that's what they'll call it is a strategic objective. I think the word vision sometimes sounds a little hokey pokey to some people,
0: like leadership, yeah. right? Like, yeah. oh, you've had a vision,
1: good for you. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I, the importance of vision to me is that if you're if you don't know where you're going, any old road will do, right? So if you if sure, you don't absolutely. have a vision and you don't have an idea where you're headed, then where are you headed? And that's that's yeah. the critical part. Some people would call that goals. I think goals are a little smaller uh a little smaller in scope and um than vision is, because one of the things I'll circle back to that you said, um, I agree that a crystal clear vision is important, but I think a vision can sometimes be big enough and and far enough that you're not a hundred percent sure how you're going to get there, and you're not a hundred percent sure that there looks exactly like you think. So sometimes Absolutely. sometimes a vision yeah. can be um, not quite crystal clear, but of course, the more you work at it, the more clear you can get it, and the more you define it, the more likely you are to actually achieve it.
0: Yeah, that's good. So I, I
1: don't, um, as you know, I'm not, a, I'm a guy who doesn't, I really look at sort of work life balance different than most people. I don't even like the term because I think what it does is it causes us to think that there's a home version of us and a work version of us. And I don't frankly want my team leaving all the good stuff about themselves personally at their house. I would like all of them to come to work and I would hope that working uh, with the rest of the team um, edifies them to the point that they can take something home from work that makes them a better mother, father, sister, brother, uh, spouse. And so vision for me tends to be all wrapped together. My work, my work vision, uh, needs to coincide nicely with my personal vision so I tend to kind of wrap them together and then break them into individual pieces to try to figure out you know how does that work and so I you know I might look at I might look at saying you know by the time I'm 55 I'd like to work part-time I I don't I don't know if that's for real but it's something I'm thinking about and um, then I would take that and say well for that to be true then what else what else has to be true And then I work from there and say, well, can all that work together? Uh And so there's kind of how I start to take a vision of something, you know, that's what I mean by clear. I can be clear that, yes, I want to work part-time at 55. I'm not really clear exactly what that looks like yet. Uh Um, And I'm not really clear how I'm going to get there yet. And once I start taking that and breaking that down into, well, to make that happen, then these things have to happen. Sure. And uh, now those things tend to start being what I would call goals, and then when a vision starts becoming strategic or tactical, then you're starting okay. to turn that vision into goals, and it's, you know, it it fits nicely, of course, into and this won't surprise you, um, in my EMITH coaching, what we always say in EMITH is your life should your business should serve your life, and not right. the other way around, and so we right. work with clients first to find out. What the heck do you want your life to be like? And it's, it's surprising how few people take the time to slow down and think about that and think about what do I yeah. want my life to be like and have that
0: vision. Yeah. So is your, you, you mentioned something that's, uh, that I'm in wonderment about. So um, if the vision has murkiness to it, right? So if, if it's in, you know, it's like driving to, into downtown Cincinnati when there's a, there's a heavy fog. But you can still see the, uh, you know, the top of the building, so to speak. But it's Mm -hmm. a it's a bit murky. It's a bit murky. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the what is your opinion of the gravitational pull um, that you get from a murky vision versus a clear vision? Do you think the gravitational pull is more substantial with a clear vision?
1: Uh, so I think it's going to depend on the person,
0: right? So if it's, if it's a little
1: unclear, uh, certain personality is going to feel a curiosity that draws them to that murkiness, as you put it. I think for some people, they won't take one step towards a vision that isn't crystal clear that they don't know exactly where they're going.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, it's kind of like, would you go on a road trip and not make hotel reservations before you leave? you might have a vision of getting to Albuquerque and you might say, well, I'm just going to drive until I get tired and then I'll stop and get a hotel. Someone else might say, well, I'll go to Albuquerque, Jerry, but we need
0: to reserve a hotel in advance. I want to make sure i got a place to sleep. Yeah. And no, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The uh, I had a conversation with a coworker who's leading uh, another employee on our, on our team. And he said that, uh, ironically enough, we launched the vision topic Monday and he had mentioned that so-and-so had said that they're just kind of bored. Like they're, you know, their, their, the, their daily installation of shower doors is just becoming boring. And my comment to my leader is, you know, does, does this individual lack vision? Like if if you're going on vacation, um, which you're going to go to the to the northeast in the fall, mm-hmm. if if you're going on vacation and you tell me while you're while you're in um, transit, while you're in transit, and you wouldn't say to me um, you're bored, mm-hmm. like like when you're going somewhere that you want to go, you wouldn't say I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I can't imagine or you got the wrong destination like <laughs> i'm i'm going back to maine again for the fall to see the the beautiful uh foliage right yeah. so either the vision's not clear and or the destination is undesirable
1: uh yeah i mean it all it goes back to that quote that i um, use a lot from victor frankl from the um man search for me for meaning uh, mm-hmm. Victor Frankel was in the um, death camps in Germany, and his, one of the phrases that out of that book is "You can endure anyhow if you understand the why." And so the difficulty. Say, say that. Say that again. So he says, "You can endure anyhow if you understand the why." Okay. And so to connect it to his story, he said the people in the death camps who thought believed that they had a life after they got out of there, they tended to live. Mm. They. And for mm-hmm. him, it was he believed his wife and daughter were still alive, and he was going to get reunited with them eventually. And so that's what kept him alive. So what what I actually hate long drives, uh, I'm not looking forward to driving 20 hours to get to Maine. But mm-hmm. I understand what I'm going for, so I can endure what is, uh, feels like punishment to me. So yeah. I can endure it with a good attitude because... I know the end result. So your, your example, I think does fit. You can battle through the difficulties because
0: you understand where you're going and why you're doing what you're doing, why you're
1: enduring what you're enduring.
0: And I think that's one of my questions is that if you've never been to Maine before, and it's been loosely described to you, it's murky, Mm -hmm. it's, it's murky. Might you, might it be more difficult to, Uh, to make that like during the drive, during the drive to just say, you know, this isn't worth it. Let's just turn around and go
1: home. Yeah, absolutely. And you're striking on, uh, one of the most important responsibilities of leaders. And that is you've always used this term casting vision. Um, that's why that responsibility of a leader is so critical because, I could say to you, if you've never been to Maine, I could say, Jerry, it's a really nice place. The ocean's there. It's just gorgeous. You should go. Mm -hmm. Or I could say to you that I could give you a detailed description of the hiking trails and the rocky coast and the ocean smell and the pine trees and the, you know, I could go into some real detail and give you a very colorful Mm -hmm. explanation of it. And now you're starting to see it and you're going, oh, well, that's starting to sound good. Uh, But if we as leaders in our businesses and in our families and our lives, if our casting vision for our crew is we're going to make more money, we're going to grow the business, uh, it's going to be hard for them to get on board with that. Why? So for casting vision in a much more colorful way, if you will, and giving them that clarity that you're talking about, then yeah, I think we're definitely doing them. You're definitely going to get them on board with your vision a lot better if they understand in a more clear way. And I think that can be that difference between the two different personalities. I think someone who, um, someone may have the ability to see the vision even though it's not here and pursue it with vigor. And then others may need that person to give them details about what that vision might look like when they get there because they can't see it as clearly.
0: That's great. And it, it's really interesting because in the trades, the architects are many times the guys that have vision. Um, well, I shouldn't say that, but it, for this example, I'll say that, that that architects might have a vision for what's going to be created, but then there's got to be somebody else that has the ability to execute on that vision. Mm-hmm. And and th- this isn't fair to say about architects, so I'll just say it about people like myself. I there's there's certain people that have developed, um, they're visionaries. Like mm-hmm. it's a they're they're unconsciously competent at vision, mm-hmm. right? They 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 just you just tap them on the shoulder, and you say, hey, what do you see in the horizon? And they're just really good at seeing with clarity the horizon. They're just they're visionaries. Mm-hmm um there other others of us have to really work towards it mm-hmm. but some people have either been born with some gift or they've been gone through training and you just tap them on the shoulder and they look up and they've got clear vision mm-hmm. other people you tap them on the shoulder and they're tactical it's execution right it's it's um uh, it's the 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 what and the how is their default mm-hmm. um and And they, some of those people they won't even consider the vision unless there's a really detailed tactical how are we going to get there type thing because mm-hmm. it's ju- it's just a pipe dream that's right and and so in my in my um in my conversations and my thoughts this week, I've found it fascinating that you know one guy might be disproportionately visionary, but he's got he doesn't have the ability to execute. Mm-hmm. Which, which is somebody like me. And then you go to the other side and they have incredible uh, ability to execute and yet they don't have a clear vision. or they're, mm-hmm. um, And I'll just, I'll just finish this little rant because I, I think it takes a lot of courage to share your vision um, because you can come across arrogant or other people are going to remember what you said your vision is and you didn't accomplish it. Right. And they'll be either telling you to your face or behind your back, hey, remember you said you had a vision to lose weight in 2018, chubby. <laughs> and uh, right. And I can see, Jerry, uh, you know, I don't know what the scale ways says, Jerry, but I can see by just looking at you that you uh, didn't pursue that vision this year. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. it takes, cur- takes courage. takes courage. It does.
1: It absolutely does. And. It What you're talking about there with someone who's more visionary versus um, tactical or an executing, someone who executes a plan versus visualizing a plan, I mean, it, sure. it just, it's just evidence. It's it's a fact. I agree with you 100%. It's just evidence of why we need each other, right?
0: And yeah.
1: Why one, yeah. one uh, version of a person is not necessarily better than another version of a person. It just depends. They need each other. We need each other to do what it is that we do. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, too often, we tend to look at what we are and value it higher because we think that there's a right and wrong about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's human nature or what, but it's 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 a roadblock for sure. Because Mm -hmm. if a visionary person can be humble enough to say, "Look, I can see it, but I'm I stink at getting there. Can you help me?" And a person who's great at executing a plan can say, I can execute the heck out of this, but gosh, I'm very, I'm bad at making them. Could you help me? Now, now right. you've got a winning team. Uh, yes. so it's, yes. you know, it's one of the big mistakes that, that entrepreneurs make is they tend to hire people just like them, which leaves, yeah. leaves huge blind spots in their business.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, as we've, uh, just kind of naturally morphed into the conversation about, uh, leading others, um, The uh, One of the risk of casting vision, clear vision for some people on your staff or people that are in your shard, trade partners, is that if you're effective at casting that vision and they get clarity, you may stir something up in them that has been suppressed for years. And with the the robust economy, you may stir up some fire in somebody that could... uh, that that might say, you know what, I I always wanted to own my own uh, remodeling business, and while talking to Paul and him casting vision for the marketplace and the opportunities and your family, et cetera, et cetera, now might be the good time to- a good time to do that, mm-hmm. right? That that y- your effectiveness of stirring up that vision could result in them um, moving away from you, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So so there seems there seems to be a there seems that there could be a selfish, uh, self-serving reason for me not to cast vision to our staff, for instance.
1: I think that is I'm not saying I'm not
0: saying I'm right. Well, I think that's
1: the old uh, conversation that you and I have a lot. The difference between the scarcity mentality and the abundance mentality. Yes, um, I, I was on a uh, remodeling sales call the other day and I asked the couple where they heard about us. And the guy opened yeah. his wallet and he had a business card from um, Mailey. And he said, last year, you recommended this company to someone. I said, really? They must have lived in Kentucky and outside of my work area. He goes, I'm assuming so. Mm -hmm. You recommended them. They're doing the work. I said, oh, that's great. He goes, well, this person, I asked this person who I work with, who they were working with remodeling-wise, and they said, here's who they are. So I called them, and they said, we don't work in Loveland. Call Paul Boucher.
0: Wow. Well, the
1: abundance mentality says, if I – keep giving there's always more and that struck me in that moment i thought there was there was a place where i said i just said go talk to these people they'll do a good job and i'm sure that melee is doing a good job for them and somewhere a year and a half later it came back Mm -hmm. and i have a pretty strong belief that the world kind of works that way and so Mm -hmm. if you have an abundance mentality versus a uh if you if you have this um scarcity scarcity. yeah scarcity mentality then you're always thinking, well, if I help someone else succeed, it's going to hurt me. Yeah. Listen to that right. statement. If I help someone else succeed, it's going to hurt me. That's almost uh, hard to say.
0: Yeah. Well, that and that that's where you know uh, Rick Meyer always says. Well, he frequently says to me that's very, conv- very convicting. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I find this topic again very convicting, because. Um, to to cast vision for a uh, partner in the trades, or to cast vision for uh, somebody in your charge, um, it takes a lot of time to get to know them. Like, you know, you, you were talking about work life balance or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the vision for for you and Laura and your family is healthy everywhere. It's organic and. Uh, It's a, Mm -hmm. you know, anyway, you know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. So, so, but to, for you to, for you to spend time with Joe, who's a trade partner and to get to know him well enough that there's some trust and connection where he's going to be willing, he might, Joe might be willing over a period of time to be vulnerable enough to trust you enough to share a vision, some vi- a vision that he has for his life, and or it might take you time to develop trust and connection for you to help cast or recast a vision for Joe. It takes, it takes time, and, um, and you have to, I mean, you have to really care about somebody to invest that amount of time in them. To understand them and to to um, to see what their their vision is, to see what what is Joe's vision for his life. And if it's been suppressed for many years for you to spend the time and the attention with Joe to help, um, you know, get the dirt and dust off that vision.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you that there are people who are more visionary than others. They just sort of naturally go there. Uh, they sort of yeah. naturally see things in a bigger picture, broader sense. And we would call those people visionaries because they tend to look into the future versus behind them. Uh,
0: yeah. Or dr- or dreamers. Or right? dreamers.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think we, I, if I could do one thing for the idea of a vision, uh, it would be to demystify it. Mm. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I know tradesmen who work with me who are excellent craftsmen. And do they, are they visionaries? Well, probably from a business world standpoint, we wouldn't call them visionaries, but are they able to be taught or coached in a way that would help them create a vision lives uh, on a level that's even, at, you know, at that life level, not at, not at, gosh, I want to build a multimillion dollar business, but at the life yeah. level of what's the vision for my family. I think there's a tactical skill there. That can be taught, mm. that can benefit mm. th- th- that can benefit people who aren't necessarily naturally mm-hmm. visionary. But you know, have you ever said to somebody, "You want to get some lunch?" And they go, "Yeah." And you say, "What do you want for lunch?" And they go, "I haven't thought about it." It's not that that person doesn't know how to think about lunch; they just haven't thought about right. it. Yeah. Well, these people aren't incapable of crafting a vision for their lives just maybe no one's ever asked them to yeah. and no one's ever prompted them to or told them that they even should. And so the scary version for me and and the control freak in me will come out here, but the scary version for me is that if I'm not pursuing my vision, I'm pursuing someone else's vision for me. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to pursue yeah. my vision.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I think
1: we owe it to people we, that we come in contact with to cast vision yeah. and then help them see how to cast vision. It's not a myth- mystical thing. It's a mm-hmm. thing that they can learn how to do. And frankly, you know, you and I, in our last conversation, we talked about being on the bus and going in the same direction.
0: Well, the yeah. clearer
1: the vision you cast, the more likely you're going to have the people on the bus going in the direction that they want to go with you. And if your vision causes someone to say, "Hey Jerry, I'm on the wrong bus. I don't want to go there." Absolutely.
0: Well, then you've yes. done
1: both of you. you've done both of you a favor by not having them on the bus.
0: Sure. It's hard to look at it that how way. How many when you
1: need warm bodies to do uh, work, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's awesome. No, it's awesome conversation because how many times have you said? Um, well, I'll use myself. How many times have I said, "So and so just doesn't care." They just mm-hmm. don't care. How do you get them to care?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the reality is, you like. Let's for the sake of time, you can't get them to care. They have to want to care about something. So, if I can, if I can engage you in conversation and find something that you want, if I can have conversation with you and say, "Hey, Paul, what's something that you want?" in the future but you currently don't have? Could be a car, could be a house, could be a wife, Mm -hmm. husband, kids, college tuition, insurance, vacation, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Can you see something in the future that you actually want that you don't currently have? Mm -hmm. And would you be willing to engage me uh, in conversation about how you can get there? And the the, uh, the clarity of the vision, plus the, uh, the magneto- magnetical pull that that vision has for Joe, all of a sudden could, could result in him actually caring a lot more about X, y, or Z. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I would state what you just said maybe in a little different way.
0: So, so I think it's the
1: same thing, maybe just stated slightly differently, and that would be um, that they already... You can, I agree with you 100%. You can't make someone care. Um, I would simply tweak that and say they already care. We just don't... Maybe we don't know yet what they care about, and the goal is to find out what what do they care about, what makes them tick, and... Is it fair. Is, is it something that um, agrees with what my vision cares about? Does my vision
0: mm-hmm.
1: does my vision serve their why? Mm-hmm. And, it, and if it does, we can get on the same page with it. But if it doesn't, then mm-hmm. we're not ever going to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so, helping them get clear about their vision and their why, and seeing if it coincides with uh, what we do, then. Yeah. Uh, that you know it helps both of us, but I, I think mm-hmm. people it, it, we people always care about something. The question is, what is it, and can getting on the bus with you serve their what they care about? Can it help yeah. them achieve what they care about?
0: And and to to are I think both of us are saying the same thing here as well. Mm-hmm. Do they do they trust you enough to share that with you?
1: Hmm. Yeah, and back to what you were started this out with. A lot of times it's a matter of helping them get clear about what it even is because a lot of right. people haven't taken the time and this isn't a knock. It's just a it's just mm-hmm. a, a thing that is. They've not uh taken the time or had the skill to actually figure out what is the what is the vision? Where do I want to go in a clear enough way mm-hmm. to understand if they're heading there or not heading there.
0: That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Well, I appreciate it. We're, we're a little bit over our 30 minutes. So I, but I, yeah, I, I love this topic. This is a, this is a good one for me. It's very convicting as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, in, uh, you had talked last week, you talked about, um, a challenge as far as trying to uh, recognize people's strengths. How'd you do with that? I did pretty well. I did at least one a day.
1: I had a few good days. I had a few days where I got more than one in. And I'm still working at that. I think it was um, a good challenge. It's one I'm going to continue to work on. Uh, I've taken it and expanded it a little bit to try to make sure that my initial greeting to every person I meet is positive and upbeat. Um, With a belief that I can set the tone for a conversation and then therefore set the tone for relationships.
0: That's good leadership right there, Boucher. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your accountability. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I'll catch up with you. All right. Take care. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.